Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sports Story Podcast. I'm your host, Sage McSwain, and let's get right into today's episode. So this this episode, I believe I wrote last week uh, while I posted my uh, draft grades video. Um, and this one, I'm going to be going over the Michael Jordan suspension and the theories surrounding Michael Jordan's suspension. Um, and I think it's a pretty good thing to look into. It was, it was briefly mentioned in uh, The Last Dance, uh, mainly due to it just being before The Last Dance timeline, uh, because it was the last three years that they got the three-peat. Um, but overall, I mean, it's a really it's a really good uh, theory to look into, in my opinion. I got most of my information from the BuzzFeed, uh, BuzzFeed Unsolved uh, on it. Um, I think it's a really good theory. Uh, really good series that BuzzFeed has, and also just a really good video, if you do want to see that, that's where I got most of my information from, but it's really just a really good video, and uh, I can just do some more commentary on here, so uh, with with a matter of fact, let's go right into the episode. So to first start off with the the actual story, I guess uh, we could see here, starting from the initial retirement, so in October 1993, one day before the start of training camp, Michael Jordan announced his retirement. And Jordan, uh, you know, he was he was already he was only domin- he was already dominating the league. Okay, he was he's the sole player. He's basically the NBA at this point. Uh, he already had won three championships. Uh, you know, I mean, basically, I mean, once you won three championships and you're a star player of the team, you basically solidified you know a seat in the Hall of Fame. Basically, unless you do some sports betting, which we'll get into later. Um, and um, I mean, you know, he's he's a really good player at this point. I mean, everybody knows who Michael Jordan is. Uh, he has the Jordan shoe brand. At this point, I think he did have the McDonald's meal. So obviously, you know, the kids knew him. Basically, every age knew who Michael Jordan was, and basically everybody on in on the planet knew who Michael Jordan was. Maybe even people, you know, out, out in space, you know, Mars probably knows who Michael Jordan is at this point. And uh, moving on from then, from his retirement, uh, Jordan played baseball for the Birmingham uh, Barons, which is the double-A team for the Chicago White Sox, which, um, you know, that, that, that first started to make some conspiracies, but we'll get into that later. Um, and... Uh, I believe that's uh, the third ranked team. Uh, if you go down, uh, the White Sox is uh, the White Sox uh, list. So you got the White Sox and then this, the AAA team and then the AA team, which Michael Jordan played for, which uh, he was not that great. Uh, he was pretty average if you were to see a basketball player play baseball. Um, that That's what you'd see Michael Jordan doing because, you know, obviously... Uh, he played he played the sport before when he was a kid, but you know he played basketball for a reason, and he was a really good basketball player. Let's just say the skills did not transfer over to the baseball realm. And so then, in March of eight, um, sorry, March eighteenth of nineteen ninety five, Michael Jordan announced his return to the NBA via tax or not a tax via a fax, uh, which is really old, uh, by his manager. Uh, just simply stating, I'm back, signed by MJ. And so, um, you know, that's where, you know, he comes back, wins the three rings, uh, gets that, gets the six championships, and basically his career goes on from there. We all know what happened. 
But here is where this brings up the big question. Why would Jordan retire? You know, you know, even though he was at the top of the league, okay? And one of his reasons that he, uh, he said uh, that he was going to retire was because of the lack of competitiveness that he felt. Uh, at this point, and you know, at this point, or at this stage in his career, I mean, he already won three championships. Um, I mean, maybe you know, he had three championships. He had the MVP. He, you know, he had the Defensive Player of the Year. Blah 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 blah. Right. I think you know that's it's a great it's a great you know if you look at it through the big scope of things, if you just were to salt to see the stats, you could say that's a complete career right there. Three championships, MVP, Defensive Player of the Year. Um, you know what he won in 1993, 94, 95. So, what about 11, 11 or so years in the league? No, I don't know. I don't know. I think he, I think he was drafted mid 80s, but just neither here nor there. But I mean, I I think he had a really complete career, and you could just say, you know, he kind of just felt that basketball was, you know, it, it was too, it was too easy for him. I guess you could say, but. I mean, as you saw in the Last Dance documentary, Michael Jordan has a very high motor for competitiveness, okay? And, you know, that kind of contributes as to what we'll see later on in the video and the episode is that his competitiveness might have gotten the best of him. And it's kind of interesting to see that somebody that's so invested in uh, what he's doing and so competitive would just retire on a dime like that, especially when he's practically on top of the NBA world um and one reason could be uh because of the murder of his father that happened in the very same year 1993 I believe in July um and that was said to be a robbery gone wrong uh the murders the murderers were never found uh, the identities were never found of them so uh kind of went as an unsolved case for a while um and, you know, his his father was a big baseball fan, and uh, and uh, he has been cited as saying that he wished that Michael Jordan had played baseball instead of basketball, and you could say that he retired uh, the game of basketball so he could pursue the baseball career that he did have um, in honor of his father, which is, you know, which is a really good point, and is a point that a lot of people point to as per this uh, early retirement, and the second reason could just be because, again, he was bored of the game, and he just wanted to try new things, and why not try something that you, you know, you tried before as a kid, and you're going to come back to it, and, uh, if you're so bored of, ba uh, you're so bored of basketball, you know, go ahead and try another competitive sport like baseball, that you can kind of just go into and you can develop a game and maybe develop another greatness, you know, things there. You know, that that could be another reason. Um, but obviously his quick retirement, you know, put up some put up some theories in the in the early nineties, um, and you know, which possibly pointed to a cover up for a gambling suspension. So now it's that's the main theory here is that the Jordan retirement was really just a gambling suspension. And 
I'll go more into it uh, here later on in the video as to why they would cover up the gambling suspension and have Michael Jordan just leave the game entirely. Now again, uh, you know, his gambling, where he could bring in this competitiveness, maybe he was really just, he was just too competitive and, you know, he was gambling a lot and the the need to win possibly got ahead of him. Now, starting with this timeline here, May 1991, in a playoff series against the 76ers, Michael Jordan used a two-day break in the series to go to Atlantic City, which he then returned at 6.30 a.m. and uh, returned at a team practice at 10 a.m., okay? Um, and that, it, didn't, it didn't look, you know, that doesn't look too good. Maybe, you know, one slip up, you know, happens. He's gone for a long time, comes back. I mean, he's still good, though, okay? Don't get me wrong. He's still good when he left the game, so shouldn't really be that much of a problem, right? But in May 1993, during the Eastern Conference Finals against the Knicks, Jordan went to Atlantic City again until 2 a.m. and returned to New York just 10 hours before a game. And Jordan said that he usually took these types of trips just to unwind and uh, kind of be able to relax if he if he was a little too anxious about a game that was happening, uh, which is a valid point here. Um, but you know he was up gambling, um, and uh, you know there I mean there's no NBA rule against gambling, but uh, you know could be it could be it could lead to pretty bad things. But uh, so far with his endeavors in Atlantic City, really the only bad thing was that. He was just out for a long time, came back. I mean, he was still able to play really well in these games. I mean, they won three championships for a reason during the playoff series. So it was it was it was pretty easy. It was pretty easy for Michael Jordan at this point. I mean, just hearing this that he went to Atlantic City, returned ten hours before a game, and then still still dropped like a thirty piece in the playoffs in a playoff series nonetheless. So I mean, you know, that was that that was pretty interesting to hear. But then in December 1991, bringing it back, uh, came out that Jordan participated in high-stakes gambling, especially with a known drug dealer and money launderer, James Slim Buller. Now, James Slim Buller, drug dealer, money launderer, obviously not great company and not somebody that the NBA wants their star player to be associated with. Definitely, especially since the NBA is just coming off the uh, crack epidemic in the 70s, uh, 80s. So, you know, now they're coming off the 90s and they really want to rebrand here, um, and with especially with David Stern as commissioner now. Uh, they're really trying to crack down on the crack epidemic. So definitely having Michael Jordan be involved or at least associated with somebody that, uh, you know, deals with drugs is, you know, not ideal for the league um but when investigators possessed Buller's belongings uh they found a check that was made out uh to Buller for $57,000 written by Michael Jordan written and signed by Michael Jordan Jordan claimed that the $57,000 was money he owed betting on golf games and you know money he borrowed to pay off gambling debts again you see how you know gambling has negatively affected Michael Jordan right here. I mean, he's had to go to Buller as somebody that he can get money from to pay off the gambling debts. And also the competitive spirit of Michael Jordan 
uh, betting on these golf games, which you'll see here later on. Uh, he'll bet on some more golf games. Um, and I mean, it's not, it's nothing, you know, to that out of hand, but, uh, really again, just that competitive spirit could have caused Michael Jordan to really fall into this hole of gambling and, uh, caused the NBA possibly to suspend him for about a year and a half, uh, just for, you know, gambling here. And then February 19th, 1992, bail bondsman Eddie Dow was murdered by four men. Uh, who nobody knows the identities of the four men. Um, and, uh, you know, he was robbed of $20,000 that he had in a briefcase, but all the papers in the briefcase were still kept in there. Um, and in the briefcase, there were three tri three checks written by Michael Jordan, totaling up to $108,000. Now, these funds also um, bring, you know, our... Uh, gambling related um as he did say earlier or like later on he did say that they were gambling related now uh, again uh being <laughs> michael jordan being so closely uh you know so closely associated with people uh like Buller and now being involved in this case with eddie dow which um he was killed and then subsequently had the papers of michael jordan in his briefcase like doesn't really look too good for michael jordan at this point you know drug dealer he's associated with a drug dealer and now he's associated possibly with a murder that happened um that had documents with you know his money on him and they weren't the checks they were actually just photocopies so it was more of a reason to kind of suspect jordan but uh didn't really go far with jordan um and then in march of 1992 the NBA launched an investigation into Jordan's gambling. Uh, while gambling doesn't go against the NBA rules again, uh, they wanted to make sure Jordan wasn't betting on any games. Uh, and then the three-week investigation resulted in no evidence that he had bet on any games. So that was really the main reason why the NBA was so worried about Jordan uh, gambling, his gambling addiction, uh, just because they didn't know if he was betting on games. Like, um most most players again in the crack epidemic they would bet on uh, they would tell people to bet on games they would throw the games uh shaving points as they call it um i wouldn't suspect that of jordan if anything he would just be scoring the points uh just due to his competitive nature again uh but uh yeah definitely uh they just wanted to see what it would be if if he did bet on any games but he didn't and then june 3rd 1993 Richard Eskinas released a book claiming that he had been uh, betting on golf games with Jordan and racked up a debt of $1,250,000, which was negotiated down to $300,000. Now, Jordan then came out and said that he only owed Eskinas $300,000 and not the original $1.25 million that uh, Eskinas did say that he owed at first now off of this uh book investigation um but i do have to add one thing jordan uh right at the end of the first investigation jordan did say that he would not be gambling with any uh dangerous people uh, i'd say i guess you could say uh and once this book came out the nba launched another investigation um and uh you know they launched the investigation it was going for a little bit um, and then, uh, 
you know, October 16, 1993, uh, about, I believe, a week before Jordan Jordan's first retirement, uh, David Stern, the NBA commissioner, said that the, uh, sorry, that the investigation uh, had not concluded any evidence, um, which was a little suspicious because, uh, I mean, I guess you could just say that you stopped because he's not in the NBA anymore, so why would you be worrying about you know, him having debts and everything. Um, now, one invalid point to this theory is that everybody points at Michael Jordan saying that if David Stern lets him back in the league. But really, with that claim, uh, I mean, he did, if he's retiring, he would need somebody to, you know, uh, at least let him back in. So the commissioner would have to allow him back into the league um, as well as the Bulls organization to allow him back into the league in order to play. But overall, just it was not looking too good for Jordan at the point of this second investigation. And it is a possibility that David Stern did, uh, you know, tell him to kind of lay low. He was like, okay, we're going to suspend you for, you know, a season here. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, you're going to have to, you're going to have to lay low about it. Um, and they could just, you can come back once it's over. Um, you just have to retire here. So then, um, it protects the face of the NBA. Imagine if what now LeBron, basically another face of the league, Giannis, Luca, Devin Booker, one of these players just came out and, you know, was linked to something like really bad. Obviously it's not going to paint the prettiest picture for the NBA and especially at the NBA at this time, was really just starting to, uh, you know, really starting to make a mainstream uh, revival again, uh, coming off again, the crack epidemic of the 70s and 80s, they really needed to boost popularity again, and, uh, you know, uh, as a league that was on the verge of possibly ending in the uh, early 80s, late 70s, and now they're booming due to Michael Jordan's popularity, that could, I mean, you know, obviously you want the poster child of your company to stay clean in the eyes of the public. And, you know, if he's if he's directly linked to gambling with, you know, multiple bad people um, and, uh, you know, people that he surrounds himself is not good, then, uh, you know, you don't want that coming out and really affecting your brand as a company. So why not just have him retire and nobody really questions it and the investigation after he retires and uh, just keep that suspension on hold until until he's able to come back. But, you know, that that's just a theory there. Um, I mainly do believe in the one that he was playing baseball for his father due to it just being so close to his father's death. But I'm not sure. Uh, I think it's I think it's going to be I think it's an interesting theory and uh, one that could be debated about. And that'll be all for today's episode. Thank you for listening all the way through or watching all the way through on you, if you're on YouTube. Make sure you leave a comment on if you do believe in the theory or if you have another reasoning as to why Michael Jordan would retire so quickly uh, due to his rise in fame. Uh, make sure you share the video with anybody you think would be interested in hearing about this theory about Michael, uh, Michael Jordan. Um, besides that, uh, that's all I have for today's episode. Uh, again, thank you for listening and watching all the way through. Have a great rest of your day. Goodbye.